Good evening and welcome to the UEFA Champions League podcast for today, 15th of March 2022. And wherever you are tuning in to this episode from, whether you're on the African continent, Americas, Asia, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, welcome the most educative informative and exciting sports show on the calling platform with yours truly philip alimo i have love for sports let me know what you're passionate about in the comment section tonight on this episode we'll be discussing and analyzing the champions league round of 16 games between Manchester United versus Atletico Madrid at Old Trafford in Manchester and Ajax versus Benfica that will be taking place in Amsterdam. Mr. Justin Akowa, as always, is with us in the studios tonight to analyze the game and to do all the analysis and discussions that is needed. Mr. Akowa, Good evening and welcome. For the purposes of my cherished audience and listeners, Mr. Koa is joining us from the heart of England, from the city of London, and he's going to give us a first-hand information of how things are like with the Champions League. Tonight, Manchester United, Atletico Madrid. What's your initial impressions? First of all... Before I take your initial impressions, the greatest goal scorer of all time is just appropriate. We acknowledge him on this platform and on this show over the weekend, broke the record for the most goals in the history of professional soccer on earth. That is Cristiano Ronaldo with a whooping eight. 107 goals and an outstanding art trick against Tottenham. He's also a nemesis for Atletico Madrid. Mr. Koa, what do you make of that outstanding achievement from Cristiano Ronaldo and his chances tonight? Uh, well, Ronaldo is one of the greatest players we've ever seen. A very, very good goal scorer after he evolved his game um, after a few years at Real Madrid and him becoming influential and having a say um, in all in all that has to decide the game. That's the most important thing. That's the goals. He has come a long way in being able to get this reputation and he has, he has done well in maintaining it because at 37 where he has broke this record is a very, very great thing and he did it and he's doing it in the um, highest level of football and in one of the most intense leagues, and um, that is the English Premier League. And that is something that's very commendable. And, and it is it is something that even individuals should learn from that. You need to keep going as long as people tell you how old you look and probably how, how they believe you should retire and... You should always believe in yourself and always bank yourself. He always bets on himself to be the difference maker. And that's what he has 
continue to show us consistently year after year. And I believe that Ronaldo has had a very, very um, good, he has had a very good uh, record um, facing Atletico Madrid. I think he has had out of his 54 hat-tricks, he has had four against, three or four hat-tricks against um, the Roger Blanco. So, coming into this game, he actually, he actually gives him the confidence because he has done it on several occasions, most recently in the in the comeback, in the historic comeback when he was at Juventus and he knows that he can do it again. So coming into coming into this game tonight, he knows there's one thing on his mind to actually put um Diego Simeone's side to the sword and be able to eliminate them and, and progress into the final eight. Hello, Mr. Kowa. Yes, Philip. Yes, I'm just saying, for the purposes of my cherished audience and listeners, I want to give a bit of perspective on the record of Cristiano Ronaldo. He's played 1,110 games, scored 807 goals, and his goal ratio per game is 112 minutes. He's also... This season, in the 2021-2022, scored nine goals, the most match-winning goals for Manchester United. And I'm saying, at 37 years, do you think Cristiano Ronaldo isn't given enough credit that he deserves for a veteran with the necessary comparison with youngsters like Hurricane? Not to take anything away from the youngsters, but do you think... It is out of place to to to, to compare him to to these youngsters. Um, well, I think Philip with football is is it will always be based on comparison, and no matter what you've done, you, you actually have to still show consistency in in what you do because you can be you can be great now, and and maybe the next season you may you may not you may be not so great and. In fact, that will lead to comparisons with you and the other and the other people who are doing it now, and, and probably people who have not done it as cons- as consistent as you. And as you know, football always feeds on comparisons to make to draw to draw up the lines between who is better and who is not better. Probably who is more crucial to a team and who's who's someone someone who's also less crucial to a team. So I believe that even though he is being compared, he has probably had. Has probably had um, a very well, for me Ronaldo had a good start to the season and um, throughout the middle part of the season where he went goalless for a bit he struggled a bit so then I think that's where that's where the comparisons come in that is he still able to do it at the highest level and I and I believe that this game will also show that this game will also show if if Ronaldo still has it or still has what it takes to be able to still rub shoulders with. And um, the the slightly younger people who are who are able to score week in and week out. That's in the names of Karim Benzema, Lewandowski, and Mohamed Salah. Definitely, and Ronaldo, for the purposes of my audience and cherished listeners, is the all-time top scorer in the history of the Champions League, and he's the all he holds the record also for all-time appearances in the Champions League. He's featured in 182 games scored 140 Champions League goals and provided 48 assists. 
just before I come back to my studio guest, who is joining us all the way from the heart of London tonight for the big game, Manchester United, Atletico Madrid. I'll take you to Old Trafford and give you excerpts and recap of that moment. Ronaldo's hat-trick still the vital win for Manchester United against Tottenham. Ronaldo, remember, in that game, broke the record and is the all-time leading goal scorer on earth in the history of professional football with 107 goals, replacing Joseph Beacon from Austria, who held the record with 105 goals. Romario from Brazil is third on the all-time list with 772 goals, with Pelé also from Brazil on the record fourth with 767 goals. And fifth on the list is Argentine international Lionel Messi with 759 goals. Let me take you straight to Old Trafford to give you excerpts of that moment. Ronaldo made history on earth. A season-defining few days ahead at Old Trafford. Atletico in the Champions League on Tuesday. But first, a must-win against Spurs in the race for fourth. Let's look at this. Yes, that is the moment Cristiano Ronaldo broke the record. Tonight is the big one. The round of 16 second leg tie 
Manchester United Atletico Madrid. They drew 1-1 at the Stadio Motropelatano in Madrid. And we'll give you excerpts of that game and we'll come back to the studios for our discussions. The stage this stadium is for what looks like an evenly matched battle between two of the biggest club names in the world game and two star-studded sets of players. Atletico Madrid, the nearly men of the Champions League, twice runners-up, both times in the final defeated by their neighbours and rivals, Real Madrid. And Manchester United, three-time champions of Europe. In from Renan Lodi, and off the post and in from João Felix. What a header, what a ball in, what a start it's been from the man in red and white. On top, from the off. What a goal, what a brilliant, brilliant goal. The delivery on this cross is absolutely fantastic. And he's not massive in stature, Jao Felix, but it just shows you what great movement in the box can do because he gets across the face of the Manchester United defenders. Ronaldo, better from Manchester United. Wide from Ronaldo, nothing to trouble again, Oblak. Whenever he shifts it onto that right foot, you can see him hitting that dippy strike, but you can see from that angle, just pulls that a little bit too much to the left. Down the side for Renan Lodi, chance to deliver again. Oh. Off the post. Goodness me, that was close. Another corner of a ball from the left. A bit of pinball going in, ricochets all over the shot. Another scuffed corner, Kondopia! Always rising. It's from that side again, isn't it? That scuffed corner in. Sounds it, doesn't it? It does, you can hear it. You can hear him scuff the ground before, but Manchester United don't clear it particularly well. Thomas Lamar and Antoine Griezmann coming on. Atletico are... Uh, going double French and Anthony Alanga is on for Manchester United in place of Marcus Rashford the number seven shooting Ronaldo and there it goes perhaps not tonight just listen to that reaction I think they enjoyed seeing this one fly over the bar it was a difficult angle with the right foot to get that up and down and in the corner it would have been some free kick. I'm just thinking on the Ronaldo question. 37 years old. There comes a time for everybody. We can't call time because this man's different. Every time you think he's on the way, something magical happens again. He's back up to his feet here after taking a knock. Manchester United are coming again. And Elanga is in. And Elanga is equalised. Atletico for the first time all night. A court napping. And it is the teenage Manchester United substitute who has drawn them level when even they had started to doubt that they'd get a goal tonight. Oh, they enjoyed that. Over it comes, way over Jimenez. That was Urente, oh. and that's Griezmann off the bar. Another one from Lamar, another corner coming. Batten down the hatches, Manchester United, because here come Atletico again. And that's a lovely finish. I mean, he, he has to get that inch perfect to whip that round Wambasaka, uses the body with that left foot.
Fought to the perfect man, doesn't it, really? Ronaldo. It's there to be one last chance of the game. There's a shot there from Ronaldo. Shoulder to shoulder, says the referee. Condotti has lost it now. Might still be a chance for one more go at goal. Lingard's going to have it. Oh, Black has spilled it. Oh, Curious decision worked from Ranildo. That could have gone horribly wrong. Four. That was fast and furious from the off. All square going back to Old Trafford for the return, and that's why Diego Simeone is looking rather rueful. Atletico. So that game ended 1-1 in Madrid. Mr. Koa, tonight in Manchester, what should we expect from Atletico Madrid? Um, I think that's a that's a that's a trick question because uh in in, in terms of Ronaldo's history against um Ronaldo's history against uh Atletico Madrid, you don't really know the kind of Simeone setup you are going to see today. We some sometimes you probably just hope that you see the Simeone the Sim, Diego Simeone side that face Liverpool. In um in in last season's Champions League, and you wouldn't want to see Simeone's side that faced um Juventus when Ronaldo was there, and they were able to complete the comeback. So all these things are what you factor. Like you know that if 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 you are going to see a side as as competitive as the one that faced Liverpool, they are they are going to get a good game, and probably Atletico will have a bigger chance of qualifying because with how they played, um. You can see how Kondogbia was immense um, in that game. And I believe, I think he doesn't start today because he was an injury doubt. So then um, with, with with that kind of presence missing, you don't, you don't really know how Atletico are going to do. But then they've been, they've had, they've had a, a good run of form recently. So, so we believe, so we believe that Atletico will probably be fine. Maybe, maybe just, just able to manage the situation around them. And, and probably just hope hope Ronaldo has an off day because you know that Ronaldo is a man for the big occasions and with and 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 and, and sometimes you can do your best in terms of defending, but you know that there will be a point where you you cannot stop him and he's just going to score against Jan Oblak no matter what. So actually, I I I actually believe that um we are going to see a very very competitive game. And hopefully, Manchester United will be able to keep their defense airtight and would would even bring would even defend in a very very good shape. That be able to stop um, João Felix um, as well as Rodrigo de Paul to be able to play play passes to the defense. That that will that that will cut that will cut the defense open. Definitely. And looking at the two sides, there is nothing between Manchester United and Atletico Madrid as they meet at Old Trafford chasing a place in the quarterfinals for this year's Champions League. The Spanish side struck first at home in Madrid on the 23rd of February, courtesy the Jao Felix Eda, taking them into a 7th minute lead that looked as if it would be enough to get them an advantage to take to Manchester only for Manchester United substitute Anthony Elanga to level in the 80th minute, five minutes after coming on. Elanga's goal for Manchester United was the 400 goal scored by Manchester United 
in the Champions League from group stage to final and also the 100 goal conceded by Atletico. Whilst Atletico have reached the knockout runs for the eighth time in the last nine seasons, their English opponents are in the last 16 for the first time since 2018-2019, although this is their 12th appearance at the stage overall, three more than the Spanish club. This season, United finished first in Group F after bouncing back from a shocking opening day defeat, whilst Atletico had to wait until match day 6 to progress from Group B. A 3-1 win at Porto took them through as runners-up behind Liverpool. In terms of the previous meetings between the two sides, Atletico ended Manchester United's defence of the European Cup Winners' Cup in the side's only previous tie in the 1991-1992 second round season of the European Cup Winners' Cup. The Spanish side went on to lose on the away goal rules to Club Bruges in the quarterfinals of that year. So that is it in terms of the record between the two sides. But most importantly, the Red Devils have now qualified for the knockout phase on 19 occasions. Also an English record, although they missed out in the 2020-2021 season. United finished second in the Premier League in the 2020-2021 season. 12 points behind local rivals Manchester City. Atletico Madrid, on the other hand, were champions of Spain for the 11th time in the 2020-2021 season. Atletico finished two points ahead of Real Madrid in the final La Liga standings to give them their second leg league championship under Diego Simeone, who guided them to the title in the 2013-2014. But all but two of Atletico's 12 group appearances have extended into the knockout stages. That is it in terms of record between the two sides going into tonight's game. Another game that will be happening tonight is Ajax Benfica. Let me give you excerpts of that game when it took place in Lisbon with the both teams drawing 2-2 in Lisbon. Stages of the Champions League between teams from Portugal and the Netherlands and what famous old names they are as well. Forever associated with the history of this competition, having lifted the European Cup on six occasions between them, Benfica twice in the early 60s and Ajax four times, most recently in 1995. A bit wayward there from uh, Laponimos. Anthony finds Masrawi, there's a threat here, and there's an opportunity, and there's an opening goal, scored by Dusan Tadic, and it all came from the goalkeeper's errant clearance, Ajax, straight onto the front foot, made him pay, and the troubling Dutch fans are full of delight, Eric Ten Hag's team, strike first in the round of 16 tie and it's the captain who scored the goal have they got the the craft have they got the guile to create a clear goal scoring opportunity Rafa Silva sent it across oh and it's just flapped behind for a corner 
by Prasvia. I really didn't expect Rafa Silva to do that, get Raul Martinez with ease, and I was looking for the pullback. And he must have seen something on oh, it's a deflection, wasn't it? I was looking for the pullback to see if he could find some of his teammates. But he nearly caught Prasvia off guard. Knock it behind for a corner. And it comes now. The header from Vertonghen. Vertonghen tries the shot again. Still with Vertonghen. He's away from Masrawi. Oh, it's gone in and out goal! Of Sebastian and of all people. Who's been so prolific at the other end of the field this season in the Champions League. And Jan Vertonghen playing against his former club. With the shot. And it takes a massive deflection of the top scorer for Ajax. Maybe the fairy tale of Alaire had to stop at some point and to score an own goal like that. I don't think he knew much about it, but all credit to Vertonghen. Getting the first contact, then get having another shot being blocked, and he's straight onto it. And oh, you just put the ball in the box. It's really unfortunate, but you have to put the ball in the box. And all credit to Vertonghen. He's made that for himself, and he was persistent, wasn't he? And that's what you sometimes get for being so persistent. And it goes towards Alaire, who gets the shot in, and the second time he scores. Sebastian Allaire scores at both ends of the field in the space of four first half minutes. An own goal in the 26th and a goal at the right end in the 29th minute. And Ajax's lead is restored at 2-1. He's clearly onside, Halle. It's just a one-for-one one in the box. He gets a great touch then. Can Bakadimos hold on to it? I think it's going too fast for him. I think it was Bergas with the cross, wasn't it? But what a great reaction. Support here from Grimaldo, Rafa Silva with the layoff, Everton looks for the chance, Ball takes a deflection, and I tell you what, Pasquier wasn't about to make a save there, and Benfica were unlucky, it could have ended up easily in the back of the net, with a bit more fortune. Rafa Silva is on his bike once again, and that could spell trouble for Ajax. Gonzalo Ramos, sword flying stop! just about do it and we are beautifully balanced and finally poised for the second leg much to look forward to in Amsterdam on the 15th of March after a really competitive encounter two evenly matched sides twice Ajax had the lead Dusan Tadic putting them one up then an own goal by Sebastian Allaire of all people turning home a delivery by Jan Vertonghen against his old club Roman Yaranchuk the Ukrainian substitute equalising with 18 minutes remaining to set us up for an enticing second leg. At the Stadio Deluge, it's full time in Lisbon. Benfica. So, full time in Lisbon at the Stadio Deluge is 2 2 with the second leg all to play for in Amsterdam tonight. Mr. Kowa, what is your assessment of the Ajax? a Benfica game in Amsterdam. 
Well, um, I believe this game could go either way with how um, Ajax have been performing of late. So initially, um, Eric 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 Ten Hag's men started the season very well, conceding um, not a lot of goals, um, scoring a lot of goals as well. So they were actually in they were actually in actually they were actually in like a good form. They were in a good run of form. But recently, after losing to go ahead Eagles. Um, about a week or two ago, um, they've also gone. They've they've gone on to win about two games, but in these two games, they've shown that they easily lose concentration when there are two goals up. Um, it happened, I think, against R- RKC Valviken, um, I think against Kambe, where they've had to dig deep and score, winning goals in like in around the ninety third and the ninety fifth minutes. So then you can you can also tell. Um, there was a similar pattern in in their in their first leg against Benfica, where with every time they scored first, they they defended a bit lackadaisically um, as they as as they conceded. So um, that is something I think Eric Ten Hag will be looking to um, do better um, in tonight's game, where they would they would actually want a more solid showing from their back four, so that they'll be able to. Progress into the final eight. Um, speaking for, sorry, speaking for Jorge Jesus's men, um, Benfica, Benfica are a good side. They were, they were able to knock out Barcelona um, in the group stages. So they are also, they've also shown that they are not, they are not pushovers, um, coming into this round of sixteen tie with, with, um, with Jorge Jesus, who's a very pragmatic coach, very, very solid in terms of. Defending and in terms of um, attacking too, um, he has um, prior prior to prior to them the champions the main Champions League season, he has been to he was able to come to Eindhoven and he was able to actually keep a keep a clean sheet and not um, and and knock out PSV. So um, they they've they've they, they've had a feel of coming to Netherlands under pressure and being able to succeed there. So uh, probably that's that's that may also serve as an experience for um, Benfica going to face Ajax that if they've been able to do it against PSV in the in the in the qualifying stage they'll be able to they can they can they can also be able to do it in the round of sixteen stage and should they should they be able to perform solidly as as they did last time and even that they did it with ten men and should Hoy Jesus be able to orchestrate another one um this um tonight probably Ajax Ajax could be in trouble but then you also you also know how well Ajax's front three how dangerous they can be um Anthony on the right hand side um their captain Dushan Tadic on the left as 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 well as their top goal scorers Sebastian um Allaire. So you know that these three players, you should you should constantly you should constantly be be alert in order to actually keep them out. And even even with that today, I think tonight he, he started Steven Berghaus in the number ten, a bit of a number ten role. So that so then that shows that Eric Ten Hag wants to go for the kill as, as early as possible. And and then and and, and and that means that um Vertongen and Otamendi should should get ready for the baptism of fire or the kind of the kind of attacking sequences Ajax are looking forward to um 
to impose on Benfica tonight. But I think it's, a, it's actually going to be an interesting game, fairly balanced. And I think any team, any team that will be able to work out of this time wins be a pushover in the final league. Definitely. Any team that walks away from this tie will not be a pushover. Let me give our audience a bit of background about the two sides. Former European champions Ajax and Benfica reconvene again in Amsterdam with a round of 16 tie level at 2-2 after a pulsating first leg in Lisbon. The Portuguese side are making their sixth knockout appearance and are looking to reach the quarterfinals for the fifth time whilst Ajax are in the round of 16 for only the second occasion since 2005-2006 but reached the semi-finals the last time they got this far three seasons ago. Ajax finished in Group C this season, one of three clubs to win all six group games along with Liverpool in Group B and Bayern Munich in Group E and are the first Dutch team to collect maximum points in the UEFA Champions League group stage. Liverpool, however, were the only one of three to win the first leg of their last 16 tie. Benfica were second behind Bayern in Group E, collecting eight points, ten fewer than Bayern, one more than Barcelona. The Lisbon club and the new management following the departure of George Jesus on December 28th with Team B coach Nelson taking over until the end of the season. This is one of two ties in the 2021-2022 UEFA Champions League round of 16 along with the Inter-Liverpool to bring together two former European Cup winners. In terms of the previous meetings between the two sides, the sides have played in five previous contests before the 2018-2019, all in the three-year period between 1969 and 1972. Ajax were victorious in the 1971-1972 European Cup campaign. Another tight tie with Benfica, with Swat scoring the only goal of the semi-final in the Amsterdam first leg. In terms of the form guide, between the two sides. Sebastian Alle is the second highest goal scorer in this season's Champions League on 11 goals, one fewer than Robert Lewandowski and is the first player to register in each of his seven, first seven Champions League appearances. The previous mark was five, which was shared by Ellen Allen, Alexandro Del Piero, my very good friend, and Diego Costa. Sebastian Alle was also only the second player to score in all six group games after Real Madrid's Cristiano Ronaldo in the 2017-2018 season. Ajax has scored 22 goals in the UEFA Champions League this season, matching their previous highest tally recorded in the 1995-1996 and 2018-2019. This season was Ajax's 17th appearance in the group stage setting a new Dutch record. They were previously leveled with PSV Eindhoven on 16. It is their fourth straight appearance in the Champions League proper and the second season running, they've gained automatic qualification, having not previously achieved it since the 2014-2015 season. Ajax 
were Dutch champions for the 35th time in the 2020-2021, their second league championship in a row, having also triumphed in the 2018-2019 season with no title awarded in the 2019-2020 and also lifted the Dutch Cup to claim their ninth domestic double. So that is it for Ajax in terms of Benfica. Third in the Portuguese Liga in the 2020-2021. Nine points adrift of champion Sporting. The most recent of Benfica's 15 previous UEFA Champions League group stage campaigns came in the 2019-2020 season. They are 10th in successions. Two seasons ago, Benfica bowed out after the group stage for the third year running, finishing third in their group behind Leipzig and Lyon with seven points ahead of Zenith on head-to-head record. They went on to lose 5-4 on aggregate to Shakhtar Donet in the UEFA Europa League round of 32. Benfica began their 2021-2022 European campaign in the third qualifying round where they won 2-0 both away and at home against Spartak Moscow. The Lisbon Giants have reached seven European Cup finals, winning the trophy in 1961 and 1962, but losing on their five subsequent appearances, most recently against AC Milan in 1990. Benfica's last 16 appearance in the 2016-2017 ended in a defeat by Borussia Dortmund, a 1-0 home first leg undone by a 4-0 loss in Germany. That was the Portuguese side's first defeat at this stage of the UEFA Champions League after five wins. After wins in 2005, 2006, 2011-2012 and 2015-2016. Benfica's record in the Champions League it's not one to downplay. Mr. Kowa, what is your prediction? Benfica, Ajax, which two teams get to progress to the quarterfinals of this year's Champions League? Uh, Philip, I, I think I would, I would have to evade this question because I, I, I honestly do not know who to pick. Probably, probably Ajax. My bet will be on Ajax slightly skewed Ajax, but then I also think Benfica can equally qualify, but for the Atletico Madrid United, um, I think I would, I would like to see a Ronaldo show again, um, because it's 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 nice it's nice when, when he's he's in the headlines, showing showing the whole world that a 37 year old man can continuously perform at the highest level. So, yeah, I would I would probably I would probably like to see Ajax and United too, but if if the other ones happen, I wouldn't be so shocked as well. Definitely. And tonight, as always, it has been great coming your way with tonight's episode of the UEFA Champions League round of 16 tie. We would head straight to Amsterdam and to Manchester to take the live feed from our colleagues there. But tonight, as always, it's been great. Tomorrow will come your way with another episode from the city of Turin as Juventus take on Villarreal and Chelsea with all the turmoil take on Lille in the city of France. So that is it for tonight. 
as always, it's been good coming your way. Big shout out to my very good friend, Francis, who is joining us on the show tonight. Until same time tomorrow, it is bye for now. Thank you, Rudy Garcia, for tuning in. Thank you, Araba. Thank you, Charlie. And to all my other cherished listeners who do the listening post recording once we've updated the show. It's bye for now. We leave you with the signature tune.